Good morning, church. Ooh. I'm gonna be loud there, I know that. Um, thanks for having me come out. I know all of you didn't invite me, but thank you. Appreciate it. Um, let me give you a little bit about myself. Um, I was born and raised in the Youngstown area, kind of all over in that area. Um, kind of lived on the east, the south, no. Um, I lived in Youngstown, lived in Borman, Poland, Struthers, all that area over there. So that's where I'm from. I met my wife through Chi Alpha, which is uh, you know a university ministry that the Assemblies of God has. Met my wife there, and uh, I have two sons. I have my oldest, Zechariah, and my youngest, Jeremiah, with us today as well. So um, my, my wife is also a minister through the Assemblies of God, so we're both, both ministers. We've been, we've, been, um, we've been, we've grown up, we still are, um, been a part of the AG since we've been really little. And we, we, see, we see the value in being part of a body, a larger body, a support system like the Assemblies of God. And I know that as the church is going through this transition, getting that support as they're going through that transition is, is great to have. And I know that it makes things awkward a little bit. Like, I feel like since I was a guest today, nobody wanted to sit near me and everybody sat at least a few rows back or even way in the back. So if I smell, please let me know and I will make sure that I change my soap or put on more deodorant or cologne, I don't whatever it may be. So, but um, I have been a oh, pastor for many years, mid uh, mid-2000s, I actually got my certification. I have been a children's pastor. I've been a youth pastor, young adult pastor, associate pastor, uh, church planted. I've been uh, a U.S. missionary through Chi Alpha, church health and development, and church mobilization. And so uh, my U.S. missionary appointment ended not this year, but last June, and last June we were praying to the Lord, what do you want us to do? Where do you want us to go? Uh, time of transition, lots of ifs, ands, maybes, I don't knows, and Lord said, go home. He said, go home, and I said, what? Uh, I don't know what that means. He said, no, he said, go home, and I said, okay, okay, and I talked with my wife, and we prayed, and we both felt the Lord said, all right, God, do you want us to go home? We're not sure exactly what you have in store, but we're going to be obedient, and we're going to do as you asked us to do. And so that was last June. We packed all our stuff up. We put the house, well, we put the house on the market during a, during a great time to sell a house, but a horrible time to buy a house. And we ended up living with a family for a few months in the Warren area, and put all our stuff in storage, and we were blessed to find the home that we're in now. Um, you know, we were, we were looking anywhere in three counties for a home. It didn't matter, it didn't matter uh, how many homes you put bids down on, there was always somebody else trying to outbid you, and we're just like, I can't afford that. 
So we just said, Lord, you're going to place us where you want us. We've always prayed that every time we've moved. You're going to put us in the neighborhood that you need us in. You're going to put us in the church that you need us to be in. And there's always a purpose and a reason for that. And that's what led to Teen Challenge. I've been at Teen Challenge for a few weeks, and there are some amazing men and women there that are searching. And, you know, conversations that we've had is, is there's choices that were made in their past that brought them to Teen Challenge, but there's something for them, something God wants to do in them while they're there. And a lot of times we dwell on our past, and a lot of times we look toward the future and are excited even about what's to come, or maybe we're worried about what's to come, but sometimes we need to wait in that time in between and say, all right, Lord, what do you have for me? What do you need to do in me? So, you know, I was praying, um, ooh, I'm not sure which monitor I'm really loud in, but I don't, I don't wanna feedback it. Um, can you turn me down a little bit in the monitor? Is that possible? Thank you. Um, as I was praying, I wasn't sure where or what the Lord wanted me to speak with you as you guys are going through a transition, but he brought time, time, time. I kept saying that. So today we're gonna talk about investing in our time. How we invest in the time that we have. Moses said in Psalms 90.10, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Brevity means shortness of time. The fact that it is short or it lasts only for a time. Sometimes we think transition is a really long process, but in the long picture, the big frame, it's short. Um, it also says in the Amplified Version of the Bible, it says to teach us to number our days so we can cultivate and bring you a heart of wisdom. Just trying to get us in the mindset of time. Trying to get us in the mindset of time. Ephesians 5 um, if you want to write it down, I'm sorry, I'm going to read a few scriptures. It says, therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who want to tolerate or enable evil, not as unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning people, making the very most of your time on the earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil there before do not be a foolish and thoughtless but understanding and firm grasp what the will of the Lord is or I like to read different versions when I read the Bible it helps me get a better picture of it the New Living Translation says be careful how you live don't live like fools but like those who are wise, making most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtless, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Mm. Time is valuable. Why is it valuable? Well, it's irreversible. Can't be changed. It's irreplaceable. Once it's there, 
It's there. We need to be careful how we would spend our days and even our minutes. Well, why? Well, I mean, we know that the past few years have been kind of interesting with everything going on. And I do think that we, we grasp time a little bit differently than we even did before. But time is a gift from God. What I see through the scripture is that we are not the owners of our time, but we really are the stewards of the time that God gave us. That's constantly repeated to me throughout the Bible. We do get to choose what we do day in and day out. We do have jobs. We do have families. We have bills to pay. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is that one day we will give an account for how we used what was entrusted to us as followers of Jesus. Those who realize their days belong to God, I believe, are more careful of how they live, that they want to understand the Lord's will, that we want to seek his guidance each day. I mean, we can do it through fellowship with Jesus. We could do it with fellowship of the body. We can also do it in the word. We can also do it through prayer. And let's not forget about praise and worship. Those are all ways that we can do that. And again, God continually tells us that. So many of you know the, the parable of, of the, hmm, I'll just put it this way. It's this, this parable of the man who goes on a journey and he gives his servants responsibility. He hands out some gold to him or five bags of coins to one, two bags of coins to another. It's found in Matthew 25, the parable of the bags of gold. Some of you know that? I, I like feedback when I talk, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I don't want to read the parable, but it talks about being a steward of what they were given. You know, to one he gave the five, and that person did really well and went out and invested it. And when his, it says his master, I like to, I mean, if we want to put it in today's terms, a boss, a boss could have gave him responsibility over this area. And he went out and doubled it. He made, he made it produce twice as much as what was given to him. The next one was given a little less than the first, but he also doubled it. And then the last one who was given one, he just, really he just sat on it. He didn't do nothing with it other than keep it the way it was. So that way when his boss came back, he just handed him back the exact same thing he was given. I'm not sure what that guy that had that one bag of gold did with his time. I guess he just went off and did whatever he wanted because he just buried it in the ground. He didn't invest it. And I gotta say, the more time we spend learning and growing, the more we gain, the more wisdom we get. That gentleman who had the five bags of gold or that servant, lady, could have been a lady or a man, sorry. How much knowledge and wisdom and growth did he gain from being responsible for those five bags and then duplicating it 
How much did the one that was given two learn and grow compared to that, especially that one? And I know I'm taking it, taking the scripture a little differently, but I'm trying to view it differently. I'm trying to view it as time, not just us being, oh, us using it, or us using our gifts and talents. I believe, I know that through my own relationship with the Lord, that if I ask him, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, to lead our days, and as we fulfill the tasks that we have to do, that he will walk with us and even guide us through those days. And many times he will lead us if we so choose. So this week I was talking with um, the men and the women at Teen Challenge. Um, I oversee three chapels there during the week and then there's education classes that I also oversee. And something that we talked about this week was First Thessalonians. And First Thessalonians 5, um, I always like to include the verses around it. So you can, if you really want to, you could start in verse 12, go all the way down to verse 19. But I want to pull from verses 16, 17, 18. Anybody know those verses? First Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, or 18? It's really short, some really sweet words. First one says, always be joyful. Always be joyful. Be joyful as we're going through change. Be joyful when it's exciting time. Be joyful when it's a hard time. Because there's definitely something better that the Lord has in store. So always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. And let me finish reading it. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Then it goes on to say, don't hinder the Holy Spirit. Don't scoff at the prophecies, but test everything that I have said. Hold on to what is good. And I know this week I talked on being joyful, pray continuously, and be thankful. One of my favorite verse, my favorite version of it says, pray continually for verse 17. Be joyful always for verse 16. And be thankful in verse 18. I know, and we know, that we are weak in some areas in our life. Other times, we know our trade, we know our skill, we know our job, and we've done it a million times and we just go about it like nothing new. Guess what? God still wants to do that part of your life with you. I feel like sometimes we overlook that. A lot of times we only go during the rough times or we only go during times of change or uncertainty or discomfort. Again, always be joyful, pray continuously, be thankful, 
So let us not be foolish and give adequate thought to the way we live. Because we can be lazy. I mean, I know there's times that I love sitting there watching some shows on TV. I do. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of some Doctor Who. I like Doctor Who. You know, during, during, during this time of the year, man, there's some good Christmas movies out there. There are. So th there's time for rest. I'm not saying that's, that there's not time for rest, but there's a difference between us being lazy and the time that's given to us. So, time. Time, time, time. We have the opportunity to make the most of every opportunity. I talked to a gentleman this week who he says he's constantly battling in his mind, comparing to the way things were or the things he hasn't planned out for. But he's like, I need to get things right. I need to get my focus right. And I know that only Jesus can help me with that. But it's like every morning I get up and my mind starts going on these journeys to the different places in my life. And one of the things we talked about was, well, then let's write, let's write a prayer. Let's write something that you can read in the morning to help you get your focus where it needs to be. I said it could be simple as, Jesus, help me to go where you want me to go today. Help me to read what you want me today. Help my mind to be where it needs to be today. We can write out our prayers. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you need to do to get yourself in that right mindset. So, who here likes to read the book of Ecclesiastes? No hands went up, not one. Oh, man. Okay, Ecclesiastes 3 is pretty good. Okay, I don't know, do we have Ecclesiastes 3? All right, so I'm gonna read through it. Let's just, I'm gonna read through um, a few verses. Ecclesiastes 3, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. Time to search and a time to give, time to keep and a time to throw away. Time to tear, time to mend, time to be silent, time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. <clears throat> I don't know. Is the Lord trying to tell us something there? 
Because <laughs> we're looking at both ends, right? Both ends. It's good to mourn. It's good to celebrate. It's good to plant. But at the end of the growing season, it's good to pull up those plants so you can make ready for the next season. And I know that you guys are in that phase. And I know God's got such amazing plans for this church. He's got such amazing plans for each and every one of you. And you are blessed to have this time. So as you pray about your new pastor coming in, as you seek the Lord for guidance and direction on who that person is to be, that you also allow the Lord to work in you and to prepare you so we have the right mindset, we have the right heart to make that decision. My, uh, my wife has a, has a wonderful saying about time. Would you, would you mind sharing it? Sure. You either manage your time or your time manages you. We only get so much time, and time is truly a gift. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to have my voice. Just a brief, his, brief part of my story, a part of my testimony, is that I shouldn't have had kids. I had cancer at a young age. I was told my likelihood of ever having kids was less than a percent. And yet I have two. You know? The Lord blessed me with them. And I gotta make sure that I put in the time that I need to be able to support them. And, and, I, and I am absolutely never correct in all things. You know, we all make mistakes. Sometimes we want things to speed up, like the drive-through, or the traffic, or the checkout line at Walmart. Sometimes we want things to slow down, like time with our kids, vacation sometimes. But sometimes we want vacation to speed up can go either way. So we're all, we all go through, we're all going through life at different times. I think one thing that we all have in common is if we're here, we know that there's a transition and there's something unified in time for all of us. So as the church prays together for the church, we also pray for each other. So sometimes we view time around a, a work day. Sometimes we view time around a school day. Maybe it's around the family, maybe it's around the kids. Sometimes we look at time as what day of the week it is. We all look at it differently. Um, can I get the worship team? I felt, I felt the Lord asked me to do altar call a little bit differently today. That's okay with you guys. All right. Um, 
What time is it for you? What time is it for you? Where's your time going? For those of us that, that don't have a relationship with Jesus, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, wants to journey life with you. God's got something so important he wants to share with you. You know, many of us that read the Bible know that we are more important than anything else in this world to God. Sometimes we just think we're a number, but if every snowflake, every grain of sand, and every star is unique, how much more unique are we than that? Again, God has an amazing plan for you if you're searching. And Jesus wants to journey that life with you. Do you know Jesus? Do you want to know what those plans are? I do. I want to know what plans God has for your life. Because I want to be praying for you and walking with you in that. So if there's anybody here who doesn't know Jesus, and wants to know what Jesus has in store for them during this time in their life and for the rest of their life, then I'd love to encourage you guys to come down. Whether you're young or old, married, single, Jesus still has something for us while we're here. He still has something for you to do. Until he takes us up to heaven, he's still got something for us. So I don't know where everybody is in their walk with Jesus here. And then altar team, if I can have a few of you. So if you don't know who Jesus is, and you want to have Jesus walk with you in life, carry you when you're broke, lead you when you need lead. These men and women that are down here want to pray with you. They don't want you to walk alone. They don't want you to journey alone. If you don't know Jesus or you need to renew something in your life with Jesus, they want to walk that life with you. They want to help you through that. And I believe that they're going to be praying for you day in and day out and checking on you day in and day out. So if you need to get right with Jesus or you've never known Jesus and you want to know him, come down and talk to one of them. The other, the other part is, for those of us that have known Jesus in our heart for many years. We've asked Jesus to guide our lives for many years. Or we're new Christians and we've known Jesus for a short time. Do we know where we're at right now with our time? Is it changing? You know, why are we here right now? What does God have for you? What does, uh, 
and I'm saying it just as much to me. What does God have for me? God's plans will stretch us. God's plans will challenge us. Are you needing answers? Are you needing direction? You needing clarity? Do you want to know more? Then we need to be praying for each other. We need to be journeying life together. I know I do. I need my brothers, sisters in Christ more and more each day. I need to have those people that I can go to in joy and in sadness. I need to have those people that I can go to through life with when I'm planning and then when I'm ripping it out. Just as Ecclesiastes 3 says, I feel like we journey through life together that way. That's what God had in store. That's what God planned for the body of Christ. So if you are wondering what the next step is, or you feel led to pray for somebody here at church, you know, some of you know where each other are. I would encourage you guys to, to pray for one another. You can come down the altar, that's fine. But if you know somebody's going through something, let's, let's pray for them, with them, and journey with them. Is there somebody here in this room we can do that with now? This person you're sitting next to, if you know them enough, can you ask them to pray for you? And if you don't know them that much, they'll still pray for you. They just won't know all the details like the person that's your best friend or your spouse. Can we do that, church? Can we spend a few moments praying for each other right now? Go ahead, church. If you need prayer for anything, church, I know we all go through things in life. Highs and lows. The journey's not easy. One of my favorite sayings with a lot of the residents that live at Teen Challenges, it's a roller coaster ride sometimes. We can go up and down, left and right, loop-de-loop, -loop, forward, back all over the place. But Jesus is still there with us. And I know that I want to pray with you if you need prayer. I know that you, each and every one of you that love the Lord know that there is our prayer. So if I can pray with you, if anybody else can pray with you, the altar's open to worship. If you feel led to go, you may go. If you want to worship some more with the praise band, then let's enter in a little bit more.